Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Hello, dear. I'm looking for a sugar baby who can keep me company and make me happy. I'm going to support you financially with $7,000 weekly. Fuck me. That doesn't sound too bad. Is anyone interested? <laughs> listening to Relatable with Star. This is a podcast for hot messes who are sick and tired of fumbling their way through life and are ready to learn how to be an adult. That is literally the third time that I've had to do that fucking intro because there's a fly in my makeshift studio, which mind you is actually my bedroom where the magic happens. Literally all of the magic, everything I do, I feel like I spend my whole life in this fucking room. And now apparently there's a fly in here. The fly does not pay rent but he is here nonetheless. So I literally had to delete that intro because I kept getting distracted and getting annoyed that the fly was here. Anyways, I hope you are having a fantastic week. And if you're having a shit week, well then hopefully this episode will perk you up a little bit because today we are talking about toxic traits. Look, it's been a bit of a thing as of late to make jokes about, oh, this is my toxic trait. Like it's a bit of a thing that we can laugh about, right? But What we're going to get into today is acknowledging what my toxic traits are, what some of yours are that you guys have sent in, and also having a little chat about when does it get to the point where we actually need to pull ourselves up on our shit. It's all well and good to joke about toxic traits, but if this is something that's actually stopping you from living your best life and reaching your full potential, hey, maybe it's something that we need to shine a little light on. But before we get into the juicy content, we get to take a look into your dating life. That's right, baby. We are reading out what has given you the ick previously in your dating and relationship history. We've had some bangers over the past couple of weeks, guys. So please keep on sending them in. What has given you the ick? Let's get into the icks for this week. God, I'm already pissing myself. <laughs> okay, guys, I just need to preface this by saying we've said before that the ick, we can't judge other people for their icks, right? Sometimes it just happens and you can't control it. So <laughs> literally just the socks he was wearing, normal white socks. I saw them and I was disgusted. <laughs> Did he never wear socks before that? Like, was he wearing his ASICs with no socks and going for a run or what was the vibe? I feel like I need more information. I think normal white socks or normal socks of whatever color or pattern you have are usually pretty harmless. Were they stinky? Like, was there another layer to that story? Okay, let's jump into another one. I was kissing his neck and it was salty. Oh, yummy, salty, delicious goodness. I mean, sodium is an important mineral and we do all need it. Perhaps we don't source it from other people's necks. I mean, is someone salty because they're sweaty? You don't really go and kiss someone's neck just to say hello, do you? So maybe you guys were getting down and dirty and then you had a little smoochy smooch of the neck and it was a little bit too salty. (laughs) Let's keep the savory snacks for the cheese board. (laughs) Okay, another one. 
I'm feeling a bit silly today. Okay. A bee landed on him and he got scared. Okay. Okay. If a bee landed on me, I would shit myself. I don't know. I just have this irrational fear that I'm like allergic to bees. I've never been stung by a bee before. And I think it comes from that movie, My Girl, you know, like I'm not going to spoil it, but something really fucked happens with a person and a bee. One plus one equals two, if you know what I mean. And ever since watching that movie, I every time I see a bee, I'm like, what if I'm actually anaphylactic to bees and I don't know it and this is my moment? So maybe that was the reasoning as to why this person got so scared. But if it's like the actual action of seeing them get scared that turns you off, a lot of people have probably been turned off when they see me around a bird because I literally have a fear of birds. It is very inconvenient. It has a name. Actually, it's not even a fear. It's a phobia. I can't even sit outside at a cafe if there's a pigeon roaming around. And if you can't see it, I'll be able to. I am very aware. I literally got attacked by birds when I was two and now I live with this phobia. So shout out to the person who was scared of bees because if it's anything like my bird phobia, I am feeling for you, my guy. I am really feeling for you. Okay, now it's time to talk about what we're all here for, and that is toxic traits. Oh, we love toxic traits, don't we? We love to joke about them. Oh, this is such a toxic trait of mine, but um, it gets to a point where they are actually quite self-sabotaging behaviors, but we just do them anyway, don't we? So what I'm going to do is go through some of my toxic traits, and this was a little bit scary to do because I really had to sit down in front of the mirror and look at myself and say... Oi, you fuckwit, stop doing these things. Okay, one of my biggest toxic traits, and I'm sure this is something that we can all relate to. Maybe you're just better than me. I'm not sure. I leave things till the absolute last minute that I possibly can. And by doing that, I end up causing myself an absolute mountain of additional stress that I wouldn't have had to endure had I just done what I, was, what I needed to do when I was meant to do it. And whenever I go to do it, it doesn't actually take me that long. It's not really that painful. It's only annoying because of all the additional stress. And this is like a really, oh, wow. Today, Junior, this is a really bad habit of mine. And it really held me back when I was at uni, when I was studying in like the first few years of my degree. I would like be doing my assignments the night before. But in that environment, I did break that toxic trait. I was... I did get a lot better towards the end of my degree. I ended up spending every Saturday at the library to get my assignments done. So I wasn't staying up until 5am because I'm like, I don't actually want to put myself through that stress. But I'm guess what? I'm not at uni anymore. I'm not writing essays about the healthcare system. I'm out here in the big world. And unfortunately, that toxic trait has followed me. And now I still leave things to the absolute last minute. For example, when am I recording this podcast episode? Tuesday afternoon. When does it go live? Wednesday morning. Like, why do we do these things? Why do we know that something is so important and it needs to be done? It's got to remove so much stress from our lives if we just get it out of the way. But it's just like this thing. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just do it later. I'll just do it later. Where does that come from? If anybody has the answer, please let me know because I certainly do not. I don't know. It's just like I just ignore really important information sometimes and I'll just be like, oh, whatever. I'll have time to do it later. I'm sure I'll fill up for it. No, guess what? Later, you're going to be tired. You're going to be feeling like shit and you're not going to want to do it. And that's when you're going to make mistakes. You're going to miss important details. 
things are going to go wrong. So yeah, that's one of my toxic traits is leaving things till the absolute last minute. What am I going to do to try and work on that? Oh no, I don't like these episodes where it's all about me. I have to fucking talk about my shit. I am going to try and be better with blocking out my time throughout the day. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but I have tried it previously. And what I will do on some days when I'm really struggling to focus on my work is I will set myself a timer that goes for like, I can usually work for like 30 to 45 minutes. I've got like that solid amount of time of concentration. I'll literally time myself. So then I don't allow myself to go on my phone. I don't allow myself to give in to any other distractions for that allocated period of time. Do that. See how productive you can be. Give yourself a break after that period and then get back into it. Another thing that I, well, okay, this is just really flowing into another one that I didn't even end up planning out, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I love writing to-do lists, but what I will actually do with my list is I will write things down after they're already done. Like if I just do another random task with my work and I'm like, oh, I didn't write that down on my list. I will write it down after I've already done it, just so I can tick it off, just so I can get the feeling of ticking it off. Was that task something important? No. Sometimes I'll like write on my list, like reply to one certain email after I've already done it. If, after, even if it was just like a confirmation or I'd be like, make bed draw a little square, tick, that's done. I'm like addicted to that feeling. I don't know. You get like the dopamine hit after you tick something off a list. We love it. We love it. We love it. That's my first toxic trait. Another one of my toxic traits. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When I go somewhere, say to an event, going out, doing whatever... I either give myself way too much time to get ready and to travel there so I can sit in the car for 15 minutes, just get in the right headspace before going in, or I'll end up fucking around for three hours when I could have been getting ready or I could have been getting prepared and I will push it past the point of it being acceptable. And then I'm literally rushing to get ready. I'm rushing to get there. I'm like causing so much additional stress for myself. And I don't know how to find the happy medium in between that. Like I'm either, like I said, super early, so calm, or I'm just fucking chaos. Wake up every day and choose chaos, Queens. That's my motto. No, please don't do that. Don't if I can inspire you to do anything, it's don't be chaotic. It's not, chaos is not cool. Okay. It's not cool to be chaotic. I hate rocking up to an event running late because I just feel so flustered and it's just not a nice feeling. I just don't know how to find that happy medium between being super early and feeling like I've wasted time because, okay, maybe I could have been more productive in that time rather than taking too long to get ready or getting organized or whatever. What can I do? to actually work on that. Okay. Maybe I can actually figure out how long it takes me to do all the things I need to do in the lead up to leaving the house. If you haven't listened to one of my first episodes I did actually with Jess Schultz on how to be more organized, go back and listen to that. I think it's like maybe episode three or four. 
I'm going to go back and listen to that. And one thing that really stood out to me, what Jess said in that episode was we can often put off all of these little tasks or we put so much weight on things, but when it actually comes down to it, you just need to figure out how much time things actually take you. For me, how long does it actually take me to get ready? I don't know, because sometimes I'll fucking spend 15 minutes doing one eyebrow and they're going to end up looking uneven anyway. So what I'm going to do to work on this toxic trait, figure out how long does it take me to get ready? Plan my trip ahead. Okay, do I need to consider parking? Is there parking on the street? Oh my God, maybe this is a fucking toxic trait in itself. How much parking anxiety I have. (laughs) This is a working progress, guys. I don't know if this is helpful, but we're just running with it anyway. Actually allocating the right amount of time to things so that I'm not running around like a headless chook and I'm not sitting there in the car for 20 minutes beforehand looking at my phone. I feel like I should have uh, maybe bought like a little Britney Spears transition sound for this episode. Like, you're toxic. Not going to sing. Banning myself from singing. I probably wouldn't have been able to afford to buy the uh, Britney Spears sound. It probably would have been out of the relatable podcast budget. But that would have kept it interesting, kept it spicy. Okay, another toxic trait of mine. Leaving my messages unread, but posting stories on Instagram. Oh, shout out to all my friends and family. I love you. I am sorry. I'm an absolute asshole. I'm just going to go to my phone now. I've got 60 unread messages. And I know for a lot of people that's really stressful, but I feel like I get messages from like Domino's or something and I just don't open it. Why do I do that? I don't like looking at my phone and seeing all the notifications. It's funny because Matt, my boyfriend, if he has any notifications in any apps, he has to go through and get rid of them. Like it's just a hit. That's maybe that's his toxic trait. He can't have any notifications. Whereas I don't really have notifications turned on for anything because I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll see it when I see it. But then it'll be like five hours after and I'm like, oh shit, I saw that message from beep. Oh wait, where's my, I saw that message from If you know, you know, if you've listened to the last episode, you'll know why that beep is important. And then I'll be like, oh fuck, and I have to go back and reply to them. So that's my toxic trait, leaving messages unread, but posting on social media. Um, What am I going to do to work on this? Hey, maybe just reply to people in the moment when I've got the time then and there. So then you don't forget about it and you don't leave it too long. Okay. Oh, another toxic trait. Here we go. I overthink chronically. Like it is really, really bad. I overthink everything that I do, everything that I say. And I always worry that what I say, people are going to take it in the wrong way, whether that be conversations in person, fuck me putting out a podcast every week. Like it's, it's a lot. And (laughs) it's been something that I've really had to work on. Like this is my job now, right? The things I say, yes, they matter. And obviously I'm not a dickhead. I'm not going to go out there and say things that are hurtful or mean or attack anyone or anything like that. But it's just like, I'll have an interaction with someone and I really have to catch myself afterwards because I'll, I can see the negative thoughts start to happen. It starts to spiral and I'm like, oh, you know, they're, body language was a little bit weird or their mannerisms were a little bit strange but in reality like they probably only thought about you in that moment when you're having that conversation and then it just goes over their head and they move on with their life like it's I am the one that's holding on to it I'm the one that's letting this take away from my life I'm giving it space in my brain lying there going to sleep at night is the prime example of that right we all do that you're trying to sleep and then you're like, no, now it's time to think about all of the embarrassing things that I have ever done 
in my entire life. Do you do that? Please tell me I'm not alone. I hope I'm not alone. (laughs) So how do we work on that? I think for me, like I've said, it comes down to like being mindful and having those good grounding techniques to remind myself. Sometimes when I'm in the car, I literally talk to myself out loud. (laughs) I literally am like, it's okay. (laughs) Is this weird? Am I going to make myself sound weird? I don't know. Look, it works for me. I literally talk to myself in the car and I'm like, hey, it's fine. You're feeling a little bit stressed. And I go through the reasons why I might be feeling a little bit stressed. And once you can actually understand the reasons why, it's not because that person hates you. It's not because everybody thinks you're a dickhead. Hey, it's actually because you've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, O, J, K, L, M, N, P going on in your life. So it's okay that you're feeling like that. Once you acknowledge it, it makes it so much easier to overcome that. You don't have to sit there in the car and talk to yourself (laughs) unless you want to. Hey, maybe give it a go. (laughs) But even just having that internal monologue, is that the word? Yeah. Dialogues too. Monologues one. Even just having that internal monologue can be good sometimes. It just really kind of brings you back down to earth because once we get into that anxiety spiral, oh, not a fun place to be, is it? Very, very self-sabotaging. So you do have the qualities already to pull yourself out of that. So do I. One of the ways I do it is by having a good old conversation with myself. Wow. Arguably one of my favorite people to speak to in the whole world. Okay, my lucky last. We didn't we saved the best to last, didn't we? Okay, another toxic trait of mine. I hate asking for help because I am obsessed with being able to do things myself. And this has held me back in work environments, in personal situations, you name it, it's held me back. I don't know what is wrong with me. When I used to work, like in one of my old jobs, we would have like an IT company that we could call if there was ever anything wrong with the computers. But I always hated calling them. I'm like, no, I just want to figure out how to do it myself. But guess what? In the process of figuring out how to do it yourself, you're probably going to spend like two or three hours when you could literally just pick up the phone, call someone and they can talk you through it. Sure. After that phone call, you can learn how to fix what the issue is, but it's in that initial time where I'm such a dickhead and I know that I do it. I'm like, no, I just want to learn how to do everything myself. It's all well and good to be independent and to want to learn new things and gain new skills. But at the end of the day, you can just be smarter about your time. And this podcast is another great example of that. Like, I feel like I was so naive thinking, yeah, I'm just going to learn how to do everything myself. I'll just learn on YouTube. Hey, guess what? I survived. We're on the other side. It's an ongoing thing, forever learning, forever growing. But had I just in those initial stages, just reached out to someone or gotten help elsewhere to actually speed up the process of me mastering the skills, mind you, I don't think I'm a master. Jack of all trades, master of none. That is questionable in and of itself. But that's a prime example. You can just reach out and ask for help for things that you don't know how to do or things that you're finding difficult as opposed to letting your ego take over and wanting to learn every tiny little detail yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's your precious time that's gone. Another silly example while we're on this topic is I hate using maps when I'm driving. I hate using any navigation system because again, I'm obsessed with figuring out the way to get home without needing to look at a map. I don't know why, because guess what happens? 
a lot of the time, yeah, it works. I've lived in Sydney my whole life. I'm very familiar with a lot of the areas. But what will happen is I'll be trying to get home from somewhere, say it's a highway, I'll take the wrong turn off the highway and then end up in fucking Timbuktu when I'm supposed to be going home. What does that mean? Yep, that's right. Extra tolls, extra time, paying for petrol, which we all know is extremely expensive at the moment. Why do I do that? I have no idea. I have been trying to be better. I've been using Waze. Waze is elite. We love Waze. Waze is a bit of a cult, but we love it. I've been trying to use it and just push my ego to the side and say, hey, time is precious. It's okay. You're allowed to use the maps. It's so stupid. And then I have like friends and my boyfriend as well, obsessed with using maps, use nav every single place that they go. And I'm like, I'm so much better than you because I don't need a map to get around Sydney. But that's just an example of how stupid toxic traits can be, right? Like why wouldn't I just use a map or why wouldn't I just get off my ass and do that thing that I've been putting off for so long? Why wouldn't I just ask for help? Why wouldn't I just get ready and leave when I'm supposed to? I don't know. If anybody has the answers, please let me know. But don't go anywhere because in a hot second, we are going to read out what your toxic traits are. We are going to compare the pair and just have a good laugh about it. Okay, first toxic trait from you guys. Even if my housemate's clean, I have to do a sneaky re-clean because it's not good enough for me. Oh dear, look, I I get it. I get it. I get the vibes because guess what? Everybody has a different way of cleaning and especially when it comes to housemates, it's so tricky. Like I've lived in so many different environments with like a lot of different housemates, only one housemate and it always comes down to boundaries, doesn't it? Because your idea of clean might be someone else's idea of like an absolute mess. And again, one of my toxic traits is that if it doesn't smell like bleach, it's not clean for me. And that is probably bad because I've probably inhaled some chemicals that I shouldn't have in my time. Okay. Another one. I excitedly interrupt people. Oh, that is so hard when someone's telling a story and you're like, Oh, I have something really good to add to this story. You really have to like pull yourself back. It's almost like you sometimes will revert back to your childlike self, right? When you're in those situations and you're like, Oh my God, I just really, really need to share this thing with you, but it can come across as really annoying to the other person. And guess what? I do that all of the time. I'm like, I need to share my part of the story, or maybe I'm going to forget about it. It's okay. We've all been there. It's something you can work on. Guess what? You've acknowledged it. Okay. And this is a good one. (laughs) Happily married for over three years, but I still ask my husband what he likes about me. Hey, that's not toxic. Words of affirmation are a very important part of love and communication, right? I do the exact same thing. I'll be going to sleep lying next to Matt and I'll be like, are we still boyfriend and girlfriend? Why do I do it? It's so stupid. I feel like it's actually a thing though. I've seen a lot of memes circulating around. It's like me on my wedding day still asking my partner if they like me. It's like, yeah, I think we are good. Okay. Lucky last one. Messaging I'm on my way when I haven't even started to get ready. 
I definitely know a few people who are guilty of this. They're probably still sitting in the shower or laying on their bed scrolling on TikTok. They're like, yeah, be here in 10 minutes. And for those people, you know that 10 minutes probably actually equals 45 minutes. So you just strap in. You're like, I can just relax for a little bit longer because I know that this person is going to be late. Oh my goodness, we are already at the end of the episode and you guys know we did not wrap things up around here without taking a deep dive into my TikTok and Instagram DMs and comments. This is really just a space for us to laugh at the silly things that other people do online. We're never going to attack them back because that doesn't achieve anything. But however, what we will do is laugh at the things that they say (laughs) because that is the only release that I get from the shit that I cop sometimes. So this week has been very interesting. All right. First comment that we had this week. What is it with these not funny, untalented girls on Instagram trying to be funny? Mate, if you don't like (laughs) my content or anyone else's content, just please do me a favor and actually just block me. Like I'm actually okay with that. That's fine. If you don't want to consume the things that I put out, it's really easy to just remove yourself from them rather than going out of your way to comment something like that. But hey, at least it gives us content for the podcast. I low-key feel like putting in my bio on Instagram, like completely untalented and unfunny. I think that could, that can be like my tagline, right? I feel like that's, it's got a bit of a ring to it. Oh, okay. We always love a little sugar daddy DM. Okay, here we go. Hello, dear. I'm looking for a sugar baby who can keep me company and make me happy. And I'm I'm going to support you financially with $7,000 weekly allowance. Would make a down payment if you're interested. (laughs) Holy shit, this guy means fucking business. He's talking down payments and everything. Do I have to sign a contract to become your sugar baby? How does this work? What are the vibes? Look, unfortunately, I am not looking to be anyone's sugar baby at this point in my life. But if anyone wants me to forward that person onto them, have my people call your people. If you're looking for a sugar daddy, I mean, $7,000 a week doesn't sound too bad. If I'm being honest, guys, that is about all we have time for this week. I hope you enjoyed our little chat about toxic traits. I hope you laughed at some of mine and maybe I've started a little train of thought when it comes to your toxic traits. Let me know. Let Come to Instagram. What are your toxic traits and how do they hold you back in your life? As always, you can find us in the Relatable Podcast Facebook community. I will link that in the show notes. Hope you have a bloody fantastic week and I cannot wait to be back inside your ear holes. Hopefully less toxic, but I'm making no promises. Thanks, guys. Bye. 